All right, welcome everyone to the year that was dot dot dot, and we are discussing the year of 1997. Um, I am here with my co-host, my brother Nate. Hello. And Mark Brew. Yo yo yo. And if I did not introduce myself, my name is Aaron Maxson, and like I said, this is the year that was dot dot dot, and we are going to. Continue our discussion of the year of Major League Wrestling of 1997. Um, we're rolling into Super Brawl 1997 um, from May 18th, 1997, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Mark was just telling us there was a little over 9,000 in attendance. It says 9,643 people. Which honestly isn't that bad. Um, for a building the size they were in. It was probably a 10,000-seat arena, 12,000-seat arena. Um, knowing WCW, that was probably a lot of um, giving away tickets, but is what it is. Um, this show um, is a very good pay-per-view in my opinion, but it was a long way to get there. This is one of those shows where, I don't know if you guys will get what I'm saying, but you know those times when there's like more than like four weeks between a (laughs) pay-per-view and it's just like we're just recycling ideas week in and week out and it was getting a little the main angles were getting a little um, um, wash, rinse, repeat but we're finally here um, and unless you guys have anything that you want to talk about before we get into it, we'll get into the show. Nate, do you have anything? I'm good. But essentially, was it wasn't that about what uh, that era of wrestling was. Anyways, you were just throwing shit at the wall and see what stuck. Yeah, but but I, I, I'm just saying, like going into like the um, the main event, like the promos and stuff. At first, were like killer. But it just kind of started getting Flair and Piper and Nash and and all just kind of like repeating the same shit, you know. What I mean? So I'm, I'm glad we're here, uh, <laughs> finally. Finally, um, the broadcast team for this pay per view is Tony Schiavone, uh, Dusty Rhodes, and Bobby Heenan, which I've stated a few times on this podcast. Um, they're never bad together. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite commentating teams. I like the fact WCW and WWE did it a little, or WWF did a little bit, but WCW was kind of cool with their commentators because they had specific, like, this is our pay-per-view broadcast team, you know? And, and we have Mike Tanay and he's the, he's the, the, the cruiserweight analysis guy. And, 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 for the little bit of time they did like the women's division, they had, they had Lee Marshall as being like the, uh, the, the subject matter expert on the ladies division, that, that type of thing. And didn't, um, uh, didn't Dusty call him stagger Lee at one point? Yeah, he called stagger Lee all the time. Cause he was supposedly, uh, a big fan of the, the drinky drink, which I got no problem with. Um, I think outside of the the corniness of Lee Marshall on on TV, uh, to me he seemed like he was probably a pretty fun dude to be around. But I know oh, yeah. we, we we rib him a little bit on here, but I, I, out of it, I think he was probably a cut up. But, uh, Bobby wouldn't uh, 
how I say it. Bobby shitting on him is is a way of putting Bobby shitting on somebody is his way of putting somebody over. You know what I mean? Right. So like like if Bobby didn't like Lee Marshall, all those one eight hundred collect things, he would just be like whatever. But him liking him, him acknowledging the jokes showed that Lee Marshall was probably pretty cool. That that has nothing to do with anything. But I'm just saying, I I, I enjoy the fact that the pay-per-views were special because it was Tony, Dusty, and Bobby together. And I and, and And I really like listening to the commentary on this one. I was like, man, everybody talks about how great Dusty was in, in the ring. But, bro, he was a kick-ass commentator, too. Like, that that's something that gets overlooked a lot of the times. And I was I just, like, thoroughly enjoy hearing him calling – certain stuff and like he, he's to me he's the color guy yeah and, and he wasn't afraid to be goofy and and sound silly and and joke around and shit like that like right. i just i like the dichotomy of of tony shivani being the straight guy and he's basically in the booth with the baby face color commentator and the heel color commentator and there's Mr. Chad Austin. We have a Chabu sighting. No, it's a Chabu. Who do you? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe Chabu was sighted today. He went out of his <laughs> been sighted on a couple of cases. I, 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 I picture like the Bigfoot video, but it's Chad with a beer koozie. Yeah, you know, walking with the, with the with the with the grainy with the grainy camera. Yeah, it's it's me walking to the liquor store like. <laughs> At like nine thirty eight because they open up at ten o'clock, <laughs> and you know I have to walk there, so it's at least ten minutes away. So, me and this other guy that I know that walks them all, um, he uh, we meet there, and he gets a couple of like steel reserves. Oof! Oof! <laughs> what? Who, who the fuck, <laughs> Aaron? Who the fuck does this? Who the fuck goes to the liquor store? I don't know say six times a day and buys like two or three steel reserves at a time. It's like, why well, just buy all of them at once? <laughs> I mean, why don't you? I mean, are you that weak? Is that what it is? Restock some Habib. I'll be back he in had- an hour. <laughs> every every day, every day, I'm every, every day is the day he's going to drink less. No, I have, I assume... He had one incident where he ordered or bought all of his steel reserve for one day and walking back, his bag broke and all that shit hit the sidewalk. And the hobos ran out and snatched. Oh, maybe that explains the cargo shorts. He learned from his mistakes and was like, oh, my sack ripped when I put six in there, so I better only do two at a time. <laughs> I'm telling you, he wears these like beige cargo shorts. They look like he got them from like Sunny Surplus. Like he could be, he could be, he could be whisked to Iraq at any time now with these shorts that he has on. And he walks out of there with like, how do you put like 32 ounce like beers like in these pockets? Is that isn't that how big they are? I think so. Like, they're like 32 ounce beer cans. And this guy's like, 
like he goes to he goes to the mall around here and he looks he he roots through all the fucking stores and tries to find I need to find the most pockets possible. I gotta put I gotta put ten. <laughs> How the guy on the corner has the watches when he opens up the jacket, he's got steel reserves in his <laughs> He's like the dude from Blues Traveler with all the harmonicas and shit on his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Just still reserved. All right, that's it right there. That's enough. Uh, it's Chad Austin and um... <laughs> oh, it's obvious you arrived, buddy. <laughs> uh, are we? This show's not over. No, it just started. Oh, it could have been over. Oh, this it just got over. over. This show will never be over. Oh. But anyway, like I was saying, uh, we're at we're at WCW Slamboree 1997, Charlotte, North Carolina. Commentating team: Tony Schiavone, Dusty Rhodes, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, the opening match of this pay per view is for the WCW Television Championship. It's Stephen Regal. Versus the defending champion Ultimo Dragon with Sonny Ono. Good lord, you were you were way off on everybody. I thought that was going to be in that match. <laughs> like I, I would I would have given you. I'm sorry for the washing machine spinning in the background, but you know I'm on the road, so I'm doing my laundry. <laughs> But uh, the, the Steve Regal, um, yeah, Steve Regal is a great name there. But who was the other guy, Ultimo Dragon? Yeah. Like, how was is, how is he supposed to be a good fit? You tell me. I don't know. I'll listen. He was a television champion at the time. <laughs> I, well, that and 25 cents will buy you a cup of coffee. Well, I mean, when you got Sonny Ono as as your uh, manager, I guess you kind of get thrust into positions. All right, then I guess we're doing one of these kind of shows then. <laughs> All right, I see. I see where this is. I see where this is going. All of a sudden, we're making Sonny Ono jokes. I mean, <laughs> what's next? <laughs> I mean, well. I just like in my notes I got was that a birthmark or was that a hickey on on Regal's neck when he come out the road? It was just like massive and it was there and it caught my attention. I'm like, what the hell? Wait a minute, who the fuck is that? <laughs> is that Archie Mitchell again? No, that's Mark Brew. <laughs> who is it? Mark Brew. Oh, okay. I was getting ready to throw a, a temper tantrum. <laughs> I know, I know. Me and Nate discussed this a long time ago. Aaron, I'm sorry, you're he's way above your pay grade. But we discussed who we can and we can't have, like as co-hosts on on the show. And I told him, Archie Mitchell, it's got to be only like, you know, twice a month. He gets you know. tired. He can't do more than two. <laughs> I know the whole entire, the whole entire getting the, the, the oxygen tank thing. He's gonna fall I, asleep after the curtain jerk. Yeah, he's yeah, got I mean, shit. The machine would be like running the entire time and distracting. He's, 
He's the Mr. Hughes of the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network. <laughs> Jesus. No, I, I no uh, no way. I like Archie way more than that. <laughs> I don't think Archie's like that crack. I was just talking about the I was just talking about the falling asleep on the job. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he's he's the big arch. <laughs> yes, I'm the big arch. <laughs> well, in this match, um, I know Chad wasn't really putting over Ultimo Dragon, but uh, Regal and Dragon are having a really good match. Uh, they're actually tearing it up, in my opinion. Um, uh, Ultimo's trying to do a, do a faster pace deal, and Regal's slowing him down with some mat-based wrestling. It, it's back and forth. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, Regal ends up uh, stomping Dragon to get the advantage. Dragon comes back um, and slapped Regal down. Regal attempts to get the Regal stretch, ends up setting up, but ends up not being able to get it and gets a bow and arrow. Um, the fans in Charlotte are more into Regal than they are in a Dragon. Um, Shocker. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they're in anybody. They know Ric Flair's coming later, so... Yeah. Um, they end up countering each other. It's really good. They wound up outside of the ring, and not surprisingly, Ono is supposed to try to kick Regal, um, but kicks Dragon instead, but ends up jumping his cue and does it a little too early, and he kind of fucks up the finish. Uh, and then <laughs> Regal... Regal ends up getting the Regal stretch on Ultimo Dragon, and he is now the new WCW TV champion. All right, just take all of what you just said. That was a that was easily a minute and a half, a minute and forty five seconds of what you just said to describe how that happened. Do you think it took that long? Like, couldn't you? Know, Does you remember how shit used to happen? Like, it used to happen, like, out of nowhere. Like, you're talking about, you had to do this. You had to be here. You had to be there. And, it, and this had to happen. And this had to happen. No! Get the fuck out of here. Terry Taylor in the Nightmare. 1984. The guy hit him with the belt in the head. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, now you gotta have 25 people running down, and you gotta have a commercial break, and you gotta all of a sudden go to the refrigerator and get a Snickers. I mean that that's the way that I'm that I'm seeing all this right now. And, and maybe I'm not exactly on whatever thread you're you're talking about, but that's the way that I see how everything is now and it's it's not in my favor. I'll tell you that. Well yeah, that's that's what that's in, and I don't want to get I don't want to take your show in the into the weeds on the new product, Aaron, but no, it's fine. What, this, this is a pay per view show, so it's not like to what to no, what to what Chad, kind of to what Chad's saying is, you look at you look at like the late nineties, early two thousands, and you look at the finishes, you look at the matches, and yeah, the business had evolved. It has to evolve. You're not you're not going to be able you're not going to be able to promote Dory Funk Junior in twenty twenty two. I know we harp on Dory a lot, but it, it, it is what it is. Times change. Yeah, well, we but, still promote Dory. What? Yes, we do. 
Uh, I mean, let's be honest. He's a lemonhead, and we don't want the wrath of Marty. We don't really promote him. We kind of deconstruct him. I'm not not saying anything about this. But all of it. As far as I know, I am still still friends with Marty, and I'm not saying anything. But kind of what I'm saying is it's like they took this stuff, which, you know, obviously 1997, I'm 15. 16 years old, 17. I love this. This is my prime years of being a wrestling fan. But they have taken it now, the new product. They take this stuff that we watched in in the 90s, and it's on steroids. Yeah, it's way over the top. And, I mean, and and there's still good shit. Don't get me wrong. There's still good shit. But I I see what you're saying, Chad. Like, everything has to be this multi-layered, convoluted Jesus Christ, can we just get a fucking fuck finish once in a while or something, you know? Like you said, just a belt shot, one, two, three. Hey, that works. But anyway, Dragon and Regal, I like them in the ring together. Me too. Well, I mean, that that that's not even like that's not even like anything that anybody needs to tell somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, uh, just 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 take in for for instance, all right, Aaron, say you're a film producer. You know, I'm a film, producer. and you're writing a film. Well, <laughs> we what is your premise going to be? There's going to be a bad guy. There's going to be a good guy. There's going to be a fight, and there's going to be the good guy wins at the end, right? Like it's not the fucking hardest thing in the world to write. <laughs> unless you want to do a sequel, unless you want to do a sequel, and then you have the bad guy lose in the end or win in the end, and then you, you're going to get your return. But, um. Well, the re- I mean, the whole return stuff is just indifferent, but you understand the the philosophy of the feud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have like you have to have what 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 did Bruno always do? Threes. Yeah, there'd but, be like what a count out, a disqualification, then he wins. With this, yeah, though, I mean, it I mean wasn't and, so much a feud though, because all it was was Regal was like at Slamboree. I want the Ultimo Dragon for the television championship, and boom, it fucking happened. <laughs> well, I mean, that's WCW in 1993. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, the WCW, you know, they were in business in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be real cool if you were on the same year as us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, WCW. I remember, man. I remember when I worked there, and they used to give you this. Um, did I ever tell you this, Nate or Aaron? I don't think so. They used to give you this, like it's it's a it's a clipboard, and they had like a you know a little had a bunch of papers that you fill your name out and your address and everything on it and the date, and that's how you would get paid by it. Like it's like nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety five. Like they didn't have computers. They didn't yeah, have- I mean, this is Tur- this is Turner Broadcasting. You motherfuckers don't <laughs> have a compact around somewhere. Fuck no! They 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 took your signature on a piece of paper. And how many guys do you think I, I I can I can tell you two or three guys off the top of my head right now that probably signed three or four times on that paper what their gimmick name was. And they got paid 500 times a piece based upon how many times they signed that paper. (laughs) 
and 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 one of them rhymes with Rom Handy. <laughs> Nip Nodgers. Yeah, dude. They they all used to do I did it. I, you know? I mean, I only did it for I think like ten days, but I mean, you know, I still did it. Chad Austin, Chaz Boston, <laughs> Chad often. <laughs> Chuck Austin, didn't he break his neck? Huh, just pay him, whatever. Yeah, I don't want to get sued. Um, the the next match um, on this show is uh, I don't. There's I really have no notes on it because it wasn't very good. Uh, it's Medusa. Versus Luna Vachon. Oof. Yeah. Good lord. Um, I mean, at, at the same time, though, like that is definitely it's a good meld of heel and face because it's obvious. Like as soon as they hit the curtain. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not discounting either one of the ladies, but to me, it's just the like, women's. The, the women's match, the, match wasn't the, great, and sorry. the WCW women's division sucked. And in my opinion, Luna always seemed out of place. The women's, of the, the women's, the women's divisions in both promotions in the '90s were the biggest, like, um, what do you say? Well, yeah, they were the biggest throwback to. They were the one thing that never advanced. Like you know, you had, you had. It was always, it was always Medusa versus Luna, Medusa versus Bolnacano. You know, you just had. It was like. <laughs> Just this traveling troupe, but it was only it was always ever one match. It was just a touring match, you know, like like the old school, like Mula versus who the fuck ever she's jobbing out this week. But dude, I'll tell you, I'll tell you when I was like, um, I don't know what year it was, maybe eighty nine, maybe maybe eighty nine ninety or whatever. When I was when I was hanging out with my buddy Scott, the bird watcher guy. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Oh, I'm was one down the steps because I didn't realize somebody was in the shower. Um, what the what the fuck just happened, Jess? What what is this? <laughs> so they spilled the cat food all over the place. Is that what you're telling me? We almost saw Chaz. We uh, almost saw Chaz's last bump. <laughs> you almost, yeah, yeah, you definitely almost saw Chaz's last bump. <laughs> All I wanted to do was go to the bathroom. I didn't realize somebody was in the bathroom. He, he's gonna join us next week. I'll Joel Gertner and shit. Oh, don't don't you worry about this. You're gonna, you guys are gonna hear my lawyer. Next week's show is almost in memoriam of Chad Austin. <laughs> right. That's enough of this. All right, I uh, my 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 um my uh, lawyer is is uh, Archie Archie and Mitchell. Archie Archie and Mitchell. Yeah, don't you worry about my lawyer. That's a huge legal team. <laughs> he, he, he's uh he's heavy duty. <laughs> is that the is that the three faces of Mitchell? Yeah, I, well, I don't know yet. I haven't really met him. I, I only, I only put a, de- a deposit of uh, seven dollars down. 
Uh, it's, it's a, a retainer. <laughs> yeah, that's what he, that's what he required a retainer. And I told him my story, my situation, and he told me what it would require. And I said, okay, I got $7. $7 and a pastrami on rye. That's all it took. Well, I don't have the pastrami on rye. I told him <laughs> that's going to take a few weeks. You know, I got to get some wheels. Oh, this is exactly what I'm going to show to do today. <laughs> what did you say about Michael Buble? <laughs> but anyway, this match with uh, Medusa and Luna is just a basic women's match. Um, Medusa ends up winning with a German suplex, and that's how it ends. And slides uh, her on the ass at the three count. She pats her on the ass on her good match. Um, I don't know if that smack you on the ass thing was. Uh, I mean, what do you think it was? I think it was think just that her. was derogatory or just a hey, thank you, buddy. I think it was a thank you. All right, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, dude, she did like she just like she kind of tapped her on her ass. <laughs> yeah, like, thank and, you. And I was like, yeah, you know, thank you, buddy. It's a good game thing, like in football. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done it. I do it with guys all the time that I work. I'll smack them in the air. Well, I'm not going to say that in front of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I do it with guys that I work. I shake their hands all the time before be, before before and after a match, and uh, you know, I love yeah, my I, wife. I, I think it was just a good. I think it was just a good game pal type thing. Yeah, I think it was too. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't look into that. That's not a big deal. <laughs> Chad, did you ever have any um, um, interaction with Luna? Did I have any what? Any interaction with Luna? Uh, just at the ECW arena, like one time. That the, 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 I mean, I, I guess it was the what? What was she there? She was teaming with Tommy and doing all that stuff. I mean, was it before? Was it before Florida or after Florida? Uh, I think it might have been after. Yeah. See, I mean, I, I when I went to when when I went to the Florida stuff, like she was there, but I don't think I don't know that I I ran into her. I may have. I don't know. But you know what I mean. It, I was, it's not. It, it's not like it was a. You know, we had a big. You know, to do with the people. Yeah, I was curious because I, I was just always heard that she was kind of a. Kind of a character and a fun person to be around. So I just didn't know if you knew her or not. Um, the next thing after this is Mean Gene. He comes out and he's hyping the WCW Hotline. And he is interrupted by Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Um, Randy Savage says that DDP wants nothing to do with him. Savage basically wants nothing to do with Savage and the NWO. Then DDP comes out with a crutch um, to attack Savage and he escapes. And then Buff, uh, Scott Norton, and Virgil come out to protect Randy Savage. You say Virgil? Yeah, Vincent technically was his name, but but the the B team NWO comes out to um, 
help Savage. Oh, what is this? The BGMDO? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? The B Team NWO. Gotta pee. <laughs> they come out yeah. with Savage, and then um, DDP says that Savage must be busy having to um, wash Hogan's car and kiss his ass and all this shit. And then um, Savage ends up going back, and then the NWO form DDP again, and then the Giant comes out and runs off the NWO, and DDP and the Giant Kind of sounds like an NWO promo right now. <laughs> Typical. I mean, wait, what else are you going to do? Just big and campy, over the top? Yeah, it's DDP and Randy Savage. Um, in the ring, they were really good together, but this this feud has been going on for a long time, and the reason right, being- give give that um give that feud uh six years prior. Now, what do you think? If that if that feud would have happened six years prior, <laughs> like really, really in shape, Randy Savage against Big Fat DDP, like <laughs> six years prior to this, DDP <laughs> was so fat and and he looked so goofy. That actually would have been funny. <laughs> Wait a minute, what, are we talking about the same thing? It, Nineteen. Well, Aaron's talking about ninety seven. So if I'm going back six years prior, nineteen ninety one. Well, I don't know about six years then. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> so, maybe, I'm, just, maybe. I'm just thinking of DDP all out of shape with that cigar. DDP would have oh, been right. Oh, right. Oh, right. You got to <laughs> make a big deal about it. DDP would have been what? 47? I know. I would have been 50. I know. I know. I'm sorry for even making the fucking comment to begin with. I don't, I don't know what's, what's the matter, you guys. You got is that all you guys want to do is just beat me up for my for what I like? I can like whatever I want. I think DDP, <laughs> I think DDP and A and AWA was fantastic. All right, that's what I think. I think he could have been a star there. He was a better manager. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say you're wrong because he was a better manager than he was a wrestler. You know, I preferred. I preferred him as just a loudmouth manager over being a wrestler, anyway. But well, who am I? <laughs> I'm not getting involved anymore. You fucking goose! Already just beat me up to death. <laughs> that goose is cooked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys already killed me. Jesus Christ, we're never going to do a show about Diamond Dallas Page again. Good Lord. Is he even still alive? Yeah. Oh, he's doing that fucking yogi stuff. Yes, yeah, he's, yes, he he's all He's all twisted his body. <laughs> like, uh, uh, whatever. Who, who wants to do that? 76 doing yoga. Jake the Snake, that is that's part of his regimen. I'm not even 50, and I'm grabbing the handrails on the <laughs> stairway. I'm going up the steps. Come Maybe on. you need to work on your downward dog. <laughs> well, I don't know who you are, but I don't. I don't really think that you qualify as somebody that can make jabs at me. I mean, 
you sound like you're a southerner. So, I mean, you probably know Bojane. <laughs> therefore, the credibility just goes out the window. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I will say, though, I have never jobbed to 911. <laughs> you never jobbed 911? Never. Well, it's a right, never had the opportunity to. It's a rite of passage. Yes. You never had the opportunity to. If you walked through that arena and you took somebody's ticket and you helped seat them and you got them a hot dog, the next thing you did was go back into the locker room, put on your underwear, and get to slam by 911. <laughs> that's, that's the way it worked. <laughs> put on your underwear. <laughs> Well, nobody had trunks. I mean, Paul Loria. <laughs> See, why were they off to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> That's where the hot dog came into play. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, do you think Paul did that as a work? <laughs> or was that the building? I say Paul. Like, you had to put the hot dog stand in there. <laughs> <laughs> you had to, right? I mean, that's isn't that like pro wrestling? Yes, in itself. Yeah, I mean, because where are the guys going to go get paid? That's the pay window. You have to have hot dogs and terrible popcorn. You and, have to, and, and, and local See, shit. I wouldn't even do the popcorn. That you know, it goes bad too fast. Well, I was popcorn. gonna say, you always get the popcorn. The popcorn at a wrestling show is always the popcorn that's like really chewy at the end. You know, like yeah, you, know, you don't want has, that. It has the crunch right at first, but then it's like butter gum by <laughs> the time you're done chewing it. Yeah, I don't want anything else to do. With you got the popcorn that was from Titanic, but it was 2021 <laughs> when you got it. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, that's 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 how it was. It was bad because I mean they they literally had that little wiener machine that I've been trying to tell Miss Jess that I've been wanting forever. I want one of them wiener machines. You know, one of the little roly the roly dudes. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's gonna relive his ECW days vicariously through the wiener machine. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be my wrestling nickname, by the way, if I ever get in the bed. <laughs> I'm going to be the little wiener machine. <laughs> you got the human suplex machine? I'm the little wiener machine. Just imagine if Tommy Dreamer were to put some, like, Taz's wiener in the little settle <laughs> hot dog machine. That's extreme. <laughs> yeah. I'm the little wiener machine. Little wiener machine. I bet you would have done. Survive if I let you. <laughs> but I, I, I bet you it would have done wonders for Taz's sex career. <laughs> Midget porn. Like, yeah, he, he's got a he's got to pull out his cock from his ankle socks because <laughs> of the wiener machine. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's get past that. All right. What's next, Aaron? The next thing is Ray Mysterio Jr. facing a guy <laughs> that I'm going to fuck up his last name. It's Yuji Yashimoko. 
Oof. Yuji Yashimoka or is that Yuji Nagata? It's not Nagata. It's this other guy. It is, he's got the first it's name. It's southern guy? <laughs> no, southern guy. No, it's Yuji Yasaroka or something like that. Yeah, it's Yuji Yasharoka here. <laughs> anyway, he was, a, he was apparently a war guy. He worked in war. Um, I don't remember this Yuji guy being in WCW very much. Um, these guys... Um, are doing a really good match. They're going like 100 miles an hour right from the start. Um, uh, Ray does a spot where he knocks this Yuji Fox out of the ring and Mark Curtis gets in his way and Ray ends up backing up again and then flips over Mark Curtis and knocks Yuji down on the floor and then Ray ends up Getting Yuji back in the ring, hitting his West Coast pop and one, two, three. All right. Good for him. Good for that. <laughs> I like the well, attire, though. Like, I, I think we should get an elite of that Rey Mysterio attire. Is this a Spider Man gimmick? No, nah, this was like the chain mail with the gold accent. No. All right. Yeah, hey, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't either. It just yeah. happened. <laughs> I thought it. you watched it, Aaron. I did watch it, but I don't know why this was on <laughs> fucking pay-per-view. It's WCW. Yeah, I mean, they, they had a thing for bringing in random international talent for no good fucking I don't. I don't know how, through the law of averages, the gambler never wound up on a WCW pay-per-view. <laughs> I can tell you why. I have a... I know why. <laughs> He inside her story. He's my he's my favorite WCW jobber, by the way. But anyway, I will give you an insider story right here about the gambler. He had I I I can't tell you what the heat was, but he had heat with the office. And the booking office at the time was, I don't want to say 94, 95, 96, right? Mm-hmm. Jody Hamilton. <laughs> so he had heat with Jody Hamilton. Is it is it because he filled out a card that said the gambler, then one that said the rambler, <laughs> then one that said the, the brambler? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, yeah, because he just kept getting, getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> He's the, one, he's the one guy that got caught. <laughs> Believe me, nobody nobody still hasn't got nobody still hasn't got caught to that. <laughs> he wrote the ham boneler. <laughs> They're never gonna figure that out. Like, <laughs> like, like when you like isn't it fantastic when you watch like the Monday Night Wars like on the network and you talk and they talk about how much money like WCW is like lost and all and you're like they lost way more than that. Oh, the the, the I, I read the book, the Nitro book, um, and the, the the just the sheer amount of accounting tomfoolery that went on in that fucking company is amazing. Like they were going to do this show, I think it was going to be based on Japanese wrestlers. There's this whole story about how they had these guys. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, they they had these guys. They literally had these guys build like a set. They had them 
do a enter like a video for the show. They had them buy pyro to start the pilot for the show, and then the they spent like almost a million dollars on it. And they go into Bischoff's office one day, and he's like, "Oh, we're not doing that anymore." I think a, I think Bischoff I think that said that he show, spent a million dollars on that show. That was a lucha show, I think. I don't it, remember. I don't remember the nationality, but I know they, the whole story was, was they was literally everything. did everything. Like they had everything ready to go. They bought everything. It was all done. Million bucks. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, I I, I remember that because I think I think I was around. Like I might I may not have been actually in a in a building or anything around there, but yeah, I was still kind of in touch with WCW, and I kind of heard about this stuff, and then I was heard like, oh, that's just great. What? <laughs> You're not going to, you know? And I'm thinking, like, this is fantastic. Bischoff was like, we could waste all that money on one glacier I- entrance. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Or or Hard Body Harrison. <laughs> or whatever his name was in 1996. Because didn't he always have a big, big black guy that just beat everybody up? <laughs> They always let a big black guy yeah. and beat everybody up. <laughs> There's a hard body Harrison everywhere. <laughs> Fucking hard body Harrison. Um, my my favorite story I ever read about him was Jericho was talking about hard body Harrison, and hard body Harrison had a, a an idea, and he wanted to be in a feud with Sting. But he wanted to be the, the Black Sting, and his name was going to be Stang. <laughs> There's no chance you read that for real. And <laughs> no, 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 no. Come clean. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this at all. He wanted to be Stang. Where can I get this publication? <laughs> because there is no chance you read this. I read it and I want it to be real. So no, you gonna, think you read it. it. You wrote it. <laughs> that's what you did. It's, it's, he turned this into one of your essays. <laughs> what are you trying to get a job at, at Titan Towers? I got this great idea, Stang. <laughs> it's Black 2022, Stang. buddy. Come on. Black you got Dexter Loomis. <laughs> the matter with you? Well, after this UG Ray Mysterio match, we roll into Mortis. You say you say Eugene Ray Mysterio match. <laughs> that would have been that would have been more entertaining than what actually transpired. <laughs> Why was it was it was it way too short to even think about describing? I don't know. The guy looked like he had half of Jushin Thunder Liger's outfit and with Eddie Guerrero's 90, 90s top. He's and, retarded. And he looked like Ricky Tan <laughs> off of Rush Hour. Well, I, I don't know what I mean, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna bitch about where he parked? <laughs> He's handicapped. <laughs> I don't know what it's Eugene. It was not Eugene versus Ray Mysterio. I thought you said it was Eugene. I 
it said UG. This is this is no longer a factual show. <laughs> Who's UG? <laughs> Who the fuck is UG? UG Yaka Shaka Maka. Oh, I don't have any eyes. There's no chance I have any idea who that is. Yuji Shakamaka? Yeah. Didn't I do that at my wedding? I don't know what you did on your wedding night. Hey, everybody. That's Yuji Shakamaka. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the DJ hit a song. Yaka Shakamaka right now. <laughs> Some bad K-pop shit. Yeah, I have no idea who Yuji Shakamak is, or new do I, nor do I have the desire to go by after the show to go uh, uh, search him out. I'd much rather watch a uh, 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 Tiger Jeet Singh just stab random people in Japan. Well, the next match is Mortis with James Vandenberg versus Glacier. Oof. Yeah. Um, Masterpiece. Yes. Um, they jump start the match. Um, Glacier gets the advantage. And then Glacier getting the upper hand brings out Wrath. And they attack Glacier with their stupid little stick. And Glacier ends up winning by disqualification. And then as Vandenberg's oddities are beating down Glacier... Um, Ernest Miller makes the save. Oh, the, the, the big cat. Yes, the little cat makes the save. <laughs> and the commentators are acting like everybody knows who the fuck Ernest Miller is. Well, they should, because he's probably the biggest star on the show. In my opinion, he probably is. I don't know. Am I wrong? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was the biggest star of the show. I loved Ernest Miller. <laughs> Somebody better call his mama. I like Ernest Miller too, but they just like debut this character and they're like, oh, look at that. That's Ernest Miller. We all know who Ernest Miller is. He's the karate champion. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's not the karate champion. He's the, he's the best in the world. And somebody better call his mama. <laughs> That's all I gotta tell you. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna argue about Ernest Miller. Right. His, his credentials speak for himself. <laughs> so, Chad, do you have any? Have you ever had any interaction with any of these people? Uh, we got James Vandenberg. Uh, <laughs> No. No. Uh, no. Baker, Ray Lloyd. Any interaction with Ray Lloyd? Oh, I know a Scott Floyd. <laughs> um, and I know a Bob Floyd. Does that help? No. All right. Well, then no. All right. What about Mortis? Any action, well, interaction I- with Chris Canyon? I know my, like, knee, was in my, a knees are, there. my knees are starting to hurt. So maybe oh, I got some uh <laughs> rigor mortis. I got some rigor mortis over here. <laughs> rigor mortis, Chris Canyon. 
That's fucking terrible. I thought we were going <laughs> left really quick. I, um, <laughs> I don't know what he's dealing with right now, but worms. I know my knees hurt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, and you're going to put this out there. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's definitely going out there. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, you were in the locker room at the same time as Chris Canyon. That's why I thought maybe you would have had some interaction with him. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, really. <laughs> no, I mean... I was in a locker room with about 60, 70 other people, probably in three other locker rooms. And, you know, yeah, no, no, not really. <laughs> right. I, I may have, I may have seen him in a hallway or something, you know, you know how it is, right? Or yeah. do you not know how it is? Well, I mean, it was just like passing, but I just didn't know if you had, like I said, had any interaction with him. Um, and then, like I said, also uh, Wrath, who we all know is Brian Clark, he got involved in this match. And like I said, Ernest Miller came out and saved Glacier. And now we've added another person to this shitty blood run idea in WCW. Um, then Mean Gene once again comes out and talks to the live crowd. He doesn't really do much except hype his hotline. And implies that he wants to um, fuck one of the Hooter girls at ringside. Oh, well, who wouldn't? I know. Just saying, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying that's what Gene did. He came out and said one nine hundred nine zero nine ninety nine hundred, and look at that Hooter girl over there. I want to. I've, al- I've, al- I've always had that on my itinerary. Every time I go to a new company, that. You gotta do a sponsorship with Hooters because I gotta fuck a Hooters girl at ringside. <laughs> I, I've never done it in the main event. <laughs> Not even in the main event. Oh, the curtain jerk, then, huh? Kick shit off right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even give a shit where she's at, as long as she sees me doing it over by the hot dog roller. <laughs> it's right. Put a, a bag of popcorn in his hand. <laughs> All right, enough with this. Come on, move on. All right. Um, the next match. Mature this show a little bit. The next match is for the United States Heavyweight Championship. It's Jeff Jarrett versus Dean Malenko. All right. Um. What's the sound like? The, uh, how about this? Don't even say anything yet. What's the sound like to you how this match is going to be? Like, top of your head, first thing you think of. Decent. Decent? Yeah. All right. Who else we got? Archie Mitchell over here? Who else is, we got? Is Jeff Jarrett not the wrestler that got the most out of the least in his career? Jeff Jarrett's the worst. They got the most. That, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. Like he's just <laughs> like he is. He is. He is successful beyond his his capabilities. Like it's amazing. His it's staying... incredible. It's incredible <laughs> how pathetic Jeff Jarrett is. How many two elevens has Chad? <laughs> Dude, I remember in Memphis we would meet. I don't know where it was. It was like some some diner. Somewhere halfway from Memphis to Evansville. 
Uh, so I guess that would have been that would have been Monday night, Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. and he would show up, and he would show up like he would be the guy that shows up with like a driver in a car, <laughs> and like at a hard. fucking at a um, at, I don't know what's the name of them places where they have like twenty four hour cooking, whatever. Huddle House. <laughs> what's it called? The Huddle House or Waffle House? Yeah, a Waffle House. <laughs> Like, he would show up there, and we'd be just like, what the fuck is this fucking ass basket doing? Ass <laughs> basket. Why, why did the fuck did he just go to fuck home? Go to fuck home. I mean, if you live like 120 miles this way, why are you going to drive 70 miles this way to come here? Because all he wanted to do was, I know what, everybody knew what he wanted to do. I'm not stupid. And most of the boys weren't stupid. He just wanted to flaunt his shit. Because he could leave. You know You know who his driver was? That fucking goofy-ass, dumb motherfucker, Frank Morrell. <laughs> <laughs> that, that fucking... That, I can't see the fucking future to fucking spite my face, guy. Um... Yeah, he was the driver. And I'm thinking, like, how the fuck did you get so far with that guy? Everybody knows Frank Morrell can't see. <laughs> he lost in love. He's, he's he's terrible. He's awful. Yeah, and that was that was like his driver. And then you know I would have like three or four people like in my car, and we would all be like paint, you know. You know how it goes, Aaron, Nate, you know, Archie Mitchell. (laughs) How it goes. You're all all pitching in for the accoutrements. (laughs) You know, gas, everything. Going down the road in the Sonata. Yeah, that's right. You know, know, I don't don't have the, uh, the electric car. Where I can just tell my friends, hey, I'm gonna pull over and plug in for a minute. <laughs> just just give me give me like six hours. What what are you doing? I'm gonna plug in. But anyway, this this fucking Jeff Jarrett D Malenko match happens. And it, it's it's decent. Um but there's not a whole lot to say about it. Um, Mongo ends up Mongo ends up coming out and um, um, ends up accidentally basically hitting uh, Jarrett with the briefcase on accident and Dean Malenko gets the Texas Cloverleaf and beats Jeff Jarrett and he's still the United States champion. Oh, God. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm not a huge Jeff Jarrett fan, but I am a big D. Malenko fan, and I really can't say that I've ever seen D. Malenko have a bad match. So this was what it was. And Aaron, I got to I gotta take a little bit of exception about you saying you're a D. Malenko fan. Okay. Are you a Dean Malenko fan 
yeah. based on this match still? Or <laughs> did, I mean, did you think this is one of your Dean Malenko? Oh my God, Dean greatest hits. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I I feel that Dean Malenko, if he, he he's a guy that if he was in there with somebody that might have not been on his level, he was still able to get a good match out of that. Well, that's what I mean. I, I just I just wanted to make sure that you, you think Dean Malemo is a good enough worker that he can just carry pretty much anybody. And he pretty much did carry much everybody. Yeah, and I feel that way about him. And I, I, I like I said, I appreciate the guy's career and – I've just always been to mark for him, and I I enjoy the shit out of that dude. Well, I still think y'all call him Dean Palemo. That's a that's a great name, right? You don't think Dean Palemo is a great name? Dean Palemo. He sounds like a a a a, 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 fruit, a fresh fruit. He sounds sound like a distant cousin of Sal Palomo. <laughs> well, so I mean, Dean, Dean Palamo's out there in fucking Tommy Cairo's garden. Maybe he's growing fresh some, some fresh Dean fruit. Palamos. Tomatoes, peppers. No, Palamos. He's growing Palamos. Palamo peppers. <laughs> and some peaches. Jesus Christ, this, you're taking this show all over the fucking place. <laughs> now, now we're like seven weeks back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What the hell you doing? in the driver's seat inebriated. Look, Archie Mitchell was 30 when we started doing this show. <laughs> like his age or his waist size? I don't, I'm not even going there. <laughs> <laughs> Because that would probably be the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't uh, even known you guys since the 90s. So I'm not going <laughs> to judge Archie since the 80s. I'm trying to think of like 80s Archie Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've seen it. You've seen it at the mall. He's slim. No, who said slim? Slim, slim, no, no. Eighty, eighties. Archie Mitchell is slim. He's got a mullet. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. <laughs> He's got a mullet. A oh, white, I gotta draw a white snake shirt on. He's smoking like a, a Lucky Strike. Oh, yeah, that I can see. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Maybe, maybe a fanny pack. Maybe better no, than no, it's better too early. He's not too cool for that. <laughs> he's got like he's got like stuff stacked in all his pockets of his slacks. He's like a non hairy Dutch mantel. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't even, I don't even know how to respond to that one. <laughs> he's like he's like a non so what? <laughs> 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 a hairless Dutch. <laughs> oh, I can I can just see Archie that dresses to the to the point where he goes to any store 
and wears like excessive cr- clothes just so he can like pilfer stuff. <laughs> like he can stuff like some, you know, in, any, you know, deodorants in his pockets, you know, some breath mouth stuff and his, you know, other side over there, you know, a couple of a lamb shakes down his leg. You know how it is. That that's what I see him doing. Eighties oh, Archie Mitchell, just living his best Jesus. life. We still got half the fucking card to go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through it. Don't worry. I can't. I can't go through fucking. I can't go through a half a day without mentioning Archie Mitchell. Like I, I, I walk down the street to the liquor store because I only live like two blocks, and walking is good for me. So I walk there, and I just go fucking Archie Mitchell, Archie Mitchell, fucking Archie Mitchell. <laughs> he's gonna pop out of an alley on you one day. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> There's fucking no chance he's gonna pop out of anything. <laughs> what is he, the gobbly gooker? <laughs> Popping out of nothing. I might catch him rolling down the street. <laughs> hey, you know, it, it was a little windy today. Oh, all right. Well, the next match <laughs> is Meng with Jimmy Hart versus Chris Benoit, accompanied to the ring by Woman. Shouldn't have been bad. It was really good. Um, it's a very hard-hitting slugfest. These guys are basically just kicking the shit out of each other. Um, as the match is going on, woman tries to get involved, which brings out Miss Jackie, who is um, Evan Sullivan's side chick. And woman ends up backing down from her. Benoit gets the cross face on Meng, who ends up getting the ropes. And then Benoit ended up going for his swan dive headbutt. As he goes to connect with Meng, Meng gets his hand up and catches um, Benoit in the tongue and death grip. Wait a minute. Wasn't there some like great moments where Benoit was like was um when he threw him into the buckle and then like you know backed him back up into the choke thing spot whatever yeah like there were some good spots where Ben Wild looked like he had some hope yeah that, that mm-hmm. I, like yeah like this was a really like I said this was a really good match and these guys really worked well together I thought and told a good story in it yeah, Haku knew he was on his way out, and and Benoit knew he was on his way up, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's. I mean, I don't even know if they even knew that or anybody needed to tell him that, but that's just the way it is, correct? And I think it was just too um, naturally professionals. Bad. It's professional. Two, two natural badass dudes that had respect for each other. 
and neither one of them were going to fuck with the other guy, and they just they had a really good match. Yeah, it was two professionals. I saw Benoit have a match with Buff Bagwell. All right. <laughs> what happened? It's a fucking cliffhanger. He's just going to leave it right there. (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) I remembered it. There you go. And it was probably entirely Benoit making it work. It was just Mm -hmm. a match that he had with him. And I think it was September of 1992 that I have it on tape. So Bagwell, Bagwell was even worse in '92 than he would have been here. Oh no, he was the um, he was the guy that they did the um, stupid thing about. What was the high school Sprayberry High School? Yeah, he was like the rookie of the year or whatever. Yeah, it was. So- yeah, it was something from whatever high school he was doing. It was like. You know, he was the guy, and I remember I was still living with my parents, or at least the people that claimed me. (laughs) I don't know if they really were my parents or not. They were from, like, Egypt. (laughs) They weren't. And I'm Polish. (laughs) I'm not not even cool. I don't even live anywhere near Egypt. (laughs) I never Egypt anybody in anything. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Jets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you guys, you guys come from a whole different, you got, you guys come from a whole different demographic than I do as far as like wrestling and he goes. Uh, you, I mean, I, I can't believe that you don't even remember the sheet. Like, you guys are close enough to remember the Sheik, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, do you really remember the Sheik? Or do you just, like, I remember the Sheik. Well, well what I saw of the Sheik when I was younger was, because um, being in, being raised in Toledo, we got a lot of the Detroit TV. So, granted, it was the dying days of the Sheik's territory, but... Most of what they showed on his TV at that time, it was like, here's the great Wojo versus somebody. But here's a Sheik match from 1972. You know, you never saw a Fuck Sheik it. match like where it was actually the Sheik wrestling that week. But same was, ring, though. Know, it was still yeah, the same yeah, ring. Same ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, you couldn't tell the difference from a production standpoint. It was, uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's still the same thing. There's this... There's a sixty fucking eight year old guy coming out here now, and then uh, and don't forget we got Bubba Brazil. I remember seeing on TV around here, god awful Bobo Brazil Junior versus Dick the Bruiser Junior. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Aaron, what's the next match on your pay per view you talk about here? Well, uh, just what why well, it ended that match yet? Um. Like I said, Benoit went for his swan dive headbutt, and it's actually a really fucking cool spot, honestly. Benoit, Benoit goes for it, 
and it, the timing is fucking perfect. Benoit goes for the head, the, the swan dive, and and Mang gets his hand up and hits him with the like grabs his throat and gets him in the tongue and death grip, and um, Mang ends up winning because a uh, woman ends up throwing in the towel because he's worried about about Christmas health. So. I thought the match was really good. It was two professionals that knew exactly It was good. It was really good. And it's honestly one of the, if not one of the best match on the entire show. And you know what? And how many people are going to go and give Meng credit for that match? You know? Well, a lot of people should. I mean, they're well, not. They, they, they should. should. But most people are going to go, Chris, you were phenomenal. Right, yeah. I mean, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't. I mean, I'm. I'm not. I'm not asking for, you know, anything. I'm just saying, am I wrong? That I think that I think that uh, he was a, the better performer, and Chris should have been like, "Damn, I'm so glad I was here." And honestly, I mean, I don't. I don't obviously know either one of the guys, but I would think that when it was over, everybody was probably praising Chris, but Chris was probably humble enough at that point in this period to go, like, thank you, man, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, if he if he thanked me, then he thanked every other fucking hand bone jabroni that he met. <laughs> Thank you, so, Mr. Austin. Mr. Mitchell. <laughs> so That's the next I, match. Oh, what is this? Greystone? Get out of here. So the next oh. match is Conan and Hugh Morris versus the Steiner brothers. Um, I, I don't have a lot of notes on this match either, but they go back and Oof. forth. In the match, and it's four guys that I should say three guys because I, I don't mind Hugh Morris, and the, obviously the Steiner brothers are fucking awesome, and Conan's kind of there, and they they don't have a bad match, and Conan and Hugh Morris weren't actually a bad team together. Um, the Steiners end up winning when um, um, Scotty gets the Frankensteiner on Bill DeMont. And then after the match, Conan attacks Hugh Morris and has now left, apparently, has left the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. Do you know how much money Hugh Morris made in WCW? No. Just give me a ballpark figure. Of what you think that he made in WCW, like per appearance or per year? I'm talking about when he goes to the ATM and the paycheck comes in. It's I I, I can't tell you because he had separate contracts. He had player coach contracts. He had performer contracts. You know all that shit. But at the end of the day, what do you think it was? I'll tell you this. It's not a million dollars. I mean, obviously. 
Why, he's saying Hugh Morris is not worth a million dollars? I have his phone number. We can call him. What was he pulling, like 250 a year? Relative. I know every time Conan cashed a check from WCW, he was robbing him. Conan stunk. <laughs> yeah, but Conan, Conan was... Um... I, I hate these guys, Nate, and I tell you, I hate these guys. I come across these guys all the time. They're only in the business just for the money. Mm-hmm. And Conan was a guy that was doing that. Then you see it in Mexico. I mean, me and my buddy Scotty saw it in like 1990, like three. Like, because he was so much of a big success in Mexico in like 1991 and 1992. Mm-hmm. And then when he, he goes to, like, WCW, all of a sudden, now he's Conan. Oh, ooh, Conan. Ooh. <laughs> Take my breath away. <laughs> I mean, what what are you doing? You count, you Conan me and changing the channel. <laughs> but anyway, that match happened. Um, the 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 next thing is really really fucking bad. <laughs> the next match on the card is Steve Mongo McMichaels. Oh, good lord! Versus Reggie White. Reggie White. Fifteen fucking minutes. Like God, why do you drag this shit storm out that long? Isn't he the guy that was the the wine person for um, Nia Jax? <laughs> Wasn't that him? No. <laughs> Reggie White, you said. <laughs> he was not Nia Jax Salmonade or whatever they call it. <laughs> he was not Nia Jax Salmonella? No, I think he had, he probably had sickle cell, but I don't think he was, he didn't have salmonella. He had sickle cell anemia. Yeah, that's I think that's what took I think that's what took Reggie, wasn't it? Dude, I I also I read online that he might have had spina bifida. Yeah, probably <laughs> I I, spina gout. bifida, sickle cell anemia, and gout, know, scoliosis in there. He had scoliosis. Gout. He had scoliosis too. Oh no, this poor kid. Who is this Scorpius guy? Who is this? <laughs> Too cold Scorpio. Who is this? Too cold Scorpio Sky. <laughs> he's got cold. He's got Too cold Salmonella. He's got what? Too cold Salmonella. What? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't take this. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Steve Mongo McMichael versus Reggie White. And the less said about that, the better. Yes. Okay. I don't know why you're talking about Reggie White against Steve Mongo McMichael. (laughs) Don't you have anything better to do in your life? No, I had to watch this show. And this was on it. I didn't Uh. see it. Fact though, Aaron, he died from an arrhythmia of the heart. 
He he died from uh, not a rhythm uh, of the heart. <laughs> he couldn't keep a beat to save his yeah. life. No, he couldn't. That's that's a shame. He hated that fucking song too. We got the beat. We got the beat because he didn't have it. Yeah. But this match is fucking terrible. Um, Mongo. <laughs> the, the the least we can say about it, the better. Um, there's some other football fucking player in there. His name's Gilbert something. Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> Not Gilberg. Gilbert. Not Eddie? I didn't I, no, not Eddie Gilbert. I didn't catch his name, so I just wrote down Gilbert Grape got involved in the match. <laughs> Gilbert the Grape. Yeah. Couldn't figure out what was eating him, but yeah. Wow. Okay, I see where I see who's writing for this show. It's me, Archie and, Mitchell. No, it's me, and I'm lazy. But Gilbert Grape tries to get involved in this match, um, and Gilbert Grape takes the case, the briefcase away from Jarrett, and ends up. It, it's a big clusterfuck, and at the end of this. This this debacle, fucking Mongo McMichael ends up winning. I don't give a fuck about any of these people. Well, anytime you got to fucking bring in Mongo McMichael, then yeah. And, and in this match, Mongo McMichael was the ring general. That's how much. I oh, okay. I I see. He's the one that has the working boots on. It was him Mongo and McMichael. Jeff Farmer. And the giant hillbilly, and <laughs> the scuffling hillbilly against um, find four people from the Sheik's company to put them up there, because <laughs> that's what it sounds like, and that that's your whole entire show. Honestly, you're gonna do one match with each guy. I don't like anything. You, you you have one match with each guy and then you come back with a tag team match and then you come back with a six-man match and then at the end you come back with a battle royal and that's your whole entire show. Six guys. The whole world could see Tony Gurria and Rick Martell for seven hours. <laughs> and that's what I think we're clamoring for. They just come out under different masks and shit. No, they just come out as Tony Guerrero and Martel. Like we're we're back out again. You want to see us, man? <laughs> come on, look at our hair. Oh, we're fantastic. We're the we're the you know we're the Rick Martel Tony Guerrillas. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. <laughs> If they even had a name. I don't fucking know. Is the show done yet? It's getting there. Alright. <laughs> Tony Gurria looked like Butthead. <laughs> Dude, my mom always used to think that Tony Gurria was a sexy man because he thought she had a he had a great head of hair. And then <laughs> If you notice, nobody ever messed his hair up. <laughs> like, look, go back and watch. I'm not, I'm not asking you to, honestly. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, if you ever get the opportunity to, go back and watch. Nobody ever messed up Tony Garea's hair. Yeah, that aqua velvet or whatever. What's that fucking hairspray? Aqua velvet. <laughs> oh, Aquanet? Yeah, Aquanet. Back in that time period? Yeah, to me, Tony Garea looked like Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. Oh, but back... Well, I guess he did. Yeah, I'll take that. I guess he looked like Butthead. (laughs) That Lemonhead and Butthead. They should have teamed. I don't know what you're doing here, Aaron. I don't know You got your own little, like, like a little all fame over here going on. <laughs> of, it's, you're fucking making fun of Dory Funk Jr. and shit. Well, my mom. What do you think? I heard you're making fun of Dennis Stamp earlier. Oh, Dennis Stamp. And his little booty shorts and his baby weights. <laughs> little trampoline. <laughs> you never know when that next big match is coming. Yeah. I wasn't booked. Hey, <laughs> hey you wait you wait till I hang up. As a matter of fact, I ain't gotta do it right. I can do it right now. I can show you my trampoline. <laughs> do you see it? Yeah. That's my trampoline. <laughs> I get in there and I do moonsaults. I do consuelos. You I do. Uh, I do. Who fucked yourself? <laughs> I do. I do all that shit up, up there. I, I don't, I'm not averse to that, man. Uh, show us your best 450 right now. I don't have, I don't even, I, dude, I don't even have 250. <laughs> I went to the liquor store today and my car, I had like three cars declined. <laughs> Just keep swiping them until one of them makes sense. Yeah, I was like, dude, I don't know. All I need is this 18 pack. It's like, fuck it, will you take food stamps? <laughs> I don't even have food stamps. I had I had food pen pals. <laughs> they they were gonna they were gonna send me stuff based upon my request to send them. So now I gotta wait for them. <laughs> African kids are supporting Chad for ninety nine cents a day. <laughs> Dude, you ain't kidding. They are. I'm a big hit. <laughs> like they want me to be on a Today Show <laughs> in Rwanda. <laughs> because I have nothing. <laughs> they they want me to show the people of Rwanda. <laughs> that there's hope. If if you just do nothing, 
thing. For 99, <laughs> for 99 cents a day, you can help Chad. Nobody even asking that! For 99 cents a day, you can get Chad and in cargo <laughs> pockets, three steel reserves, and some it's big It's not 99 cents a day, <laughs> goof. It's, um, it's 17.21 every three days. <laughs> you got to throw in a pack of American Eagles. Yeah, that's what it costs. That's what it costs for me every three days. 17.31. And sometimes to Uber. Oh. <laughs> I'm just thinking of African kids sending Chad $17 every three days. Oh, yeah. You know, that's fun. I should be so lucky. <laughs> You think we got it fucked up over here, pal? You well, see this white guy in America. I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying, trying to figure out how to turn this into a Bitcoin business. Where all these fucking rubes can just send me like Bitcoins. Archie, nothing better to do. Uh, Chad's bike needs a back tire. <laughs> Help him. <laughs> this show is a fucking gem, dude. Um, I don't know how you're going to promote this show, but I can already tell you I had a schedule that you got to promote this show. It's one of our funniest fucking shows. Oh, this is the best year that was dot, dot, dot ever. <laughs> Yeah, dude, we're killing it. Oh, fuck. Oh, we're about to roll into our main event. We have more? One more <laughs> moment. I was getting ready to wrap it up. <laughs> One more fucking match. Oh, good night. And it is the big payoff, the big main event. What we've been rolling into, it's... The NWO, which is Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Six versus Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, and Kevin Green. Kevin Green? Yes. Kevin Green is involved. Um, Tony um, Shivani in commentary is talking about Ric Flair going up against Kevin Nash. And saying that Flair has beat big men in his um, career before and basically is slamming Vader, saying that it was just WCW taking a shot at Vader being there. Um, six, six Pac and Flair start the match. Um, Why were they doing that? Like, what, what was the, I don't know, what do you think the big purpose was for that? They were just trying to shit on the WWF. No, no, I mean, but I know they were, but I mean, was it because they make an effort to try to get somebody from there to come over and they didn't happen or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just think it was, I think it was Bischoff being in Tony's ear, just trying to like slam WWF and, 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 and it's kind of like what we talked about 
like kind of what we talk about on reliving the extreme. It's like don't pay attention to your um, competition. Pay attention to what you're doing. You know what I mean? Well, I I mean I don't necessarily I don't necessarily stick to that approach to like whatever my competition's doing. I want to see what my competition's doing. Well, I, I understand that, but I'm just saying don't don't bring it up. Oh, I mean, don't make it a priority. Yeah. Just, you know, keep an eye on it. Yeah, I understand that. Like, you keep an eye on the on the product and see what they're doing. And then, you know, I, yeah, I get that. To me, if you're talking about a guy that already left your company, it's like, well, and he left your fucking company. You know what I mean? So, it's kicking a dead horse. Yeah. In my opinion. But then, like I said, uh, Flair and Six start the match. Um, and Flair and Waltman work really good together, in my opinion. Um, Green then flips off Mongo and Mongo and all that shit. And then um, Green ends up body slamming Kevin Nash. And then. Big spot. Yeah, it was a big spot. That was their um, ESPN spot. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, that that was the spot where they were like, okay, let's do all this shit in this match, but let's have the big um, um, sports star do his moment so we can get, hopefully, get that spot on ESPN. So then it's like, oh, and WCW, Kevin Green did this, um, which is smart. And then... Wow, that... Oh, so what? Two thousand and what? Four? What, what year were we in? Ninety-seven. Oh, ninety-seven. <laughs> well, that's so ninety-seven, isn't it? Yeah. Like you know, I mean, in ninety-seven, you had what? Access today, Hollywood tonight, Inside Edition. You know what I mean? And they got oh, we got this guy, this big name guy. Something I'll say quickly. <clears throat> we talked about Reggie White earlier and how much he stunk. And like 99.9% of celebrity involvement with wrestling is terrible. But I will give Kevin Green credit. Kevin Green, I thought, did a good job um, considering. And he really, seemed to, he really seemed to give a shit. And I, I actually enjoyed his little stint in WCW. I thought he was, I thought he was good. I, I didn't mind it. I mean, Aaron, you probably have a way different opinion on this than I do. No, I, I, I agree with Nate that I think Kevin Green was, uh, he was a guy that just didn't get in it to like make some money or whatever. I think he was a fan and enjoyed the wrestling and respected it. Yeah, I mean, I thought that. I mean, I didn't think he was good by any stretch. No, no, he was. He wasn't. He wasn't good, and that's that. That's not at all what I'm saying. But he was entertaining because he participated, and he didn't just go out there and go through the motions and shit. He tried. He was. He wasn't good, but he tried. You know, like you could tell he gave a shit. Yeah. Or clotheslines. <laughs> I love the clotheslines. And he was actually a fairly decent promo. Oh. 
Well, the promos were probably the best you're going to get out of them because mm-hmm. everything else was shits. But from what I took of it is that Kevin Green at least um, respected the craft of professional wrestling and what those guys did. Like he was a fan of it. Oh, no, I agree. I totally agree. I, I think I think he took it seriously, and I bet you he went down to that stupid fucking power plant. <laughs> And he worked out with fucking Buddy Lee Parker for what, whatever reason he did that, any of that nonsense. And, you know, he took some bumps. This is all you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to clothesline you. You're going to clothesline me. And, close like, and, you. and like we were talking about with your sports center moment, it, for all intents and purposes, that's all he needed to do. You know, he served his purpose. You had to make it on the Sports Center, man. Mm-hmm. What in nineteen ninety seven? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. That that was all that it mattered, right? Yep. Like the next morning when you got these fucking Mitchells going to the water cooler and stuff, <laughs> and they were just like talking about. Oh, did you see what happened last night on Nitro? I can't say it ever happened to me, but well, we're, but almost, we're almost done, and Chad just <laughs> mentioned him, so we have a run-in. Hey, I heard crickets. Are we watching a Chad Austin match? <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even had a. I can't even manage all these little mirrors we got going on right here. Five <laughs> windows. It's okay. Archie Mitchell, everybody. What's up, Mark? What's up, Aaron? What's up, Nate? And what's up, Chad? I heard you were talking about me, buddy. I always talk about you. I know. I know, but this time my ears were actually burning, so God only knows what you were saying. Yeah, you're the worst. I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Why would I? Why would I talk about you if you weren't the worst? <laughs> I know. I know. Who'd I ever be? I know. Okay. <laughs> I don't even go to that. I mean, what, what have you ever done? <laughs> I mean, well, I didn't get choked slammed by nine one one. That's something I didn't do repeatedly. Well, then you didn't do that. Exactly. <laughs> you, can't, you can't put that on your head. No, I can't. I can't. You failed. L. Are you ready for the L I'm about to give you in trivia? How are you going to beat me in trivia when I know Tito Santana is the answer to four questions? <laughs> Well, I know that the Iron Sheik is the answer to 10 questions, so I guess I outnumber you. Well, if you're writing the questions, then it's completely unfair. <laughs> well, we can't let you write them because we won't be able to understand your handwriting. Or understand the answers. Right. <laughs> yeah, so what, what's your problem? I ain't got no problem. What's your problem? I can write these questions. Ah. <laughs> uh. When's the last time you watched Southwest Championship Wrestling? Come on, seriously, tell me. How about spit um, it out? Come on. 
Wednesday, October 80, uh, 31st. Um, not enough. Not enough. Boo, boo. It's enough. It's, it's, I don't it's, think I've ever watched. What did you say? Southwest Championship Wrestling? Yeah, it's it's Texas. Mark, have you ever watched Southwest Championship Wrestling? Fuck no. I know Nate and Aaron have because they watch all wrestling. So... Yeah, I just watched some Southwest about two weeks ago. But you have no credibility, Archie Mitchell. No credibility whatsoever. <laughs> so says you. So says you. What do you mean? Who was who was the Central States champion in 1985? Come on, tell me. Hurry up, top of your head. Who say the question again? I couldn't understand it. You were slurring. Who was the Central States champion in 1985? Oh, I'll give you. you. I'll give you a, a month, September. Ivan, Ivan Pussy. No. You mentioned on the show. Oh, Bob Brown. Come on. <laughs> Every one of our listeners just said the same thing I did. You know, you know your promotion's in trouble when your champion's Bulldog Bob Brown. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> That's why you watch it. Exactly. Well, everybody well, wants yeah. to watch the promotion go down, right? Doesn't That's everybody the, love? So the much fun. Time. The best time. Doesn't everybody love when they watch like the Monday Night Wars or whatever, and they just see how oh uh, they they fuck this up. <laughs> but look at Central States on that big picture. Yeah, they had Jeff Farmer. Yep. <laughs> yep. The fake Sting. Motley Cruz. They they really screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. How do you tell the guy who's paying the checks for that company? Yeah, you, I don't know what you did here, but you really fucked this up. <laughs> I, I can't figure this out. I can't figure this out. Think that guy from, you think that guy from Bar Rescue could help us? <laughs> come on. Come on, Nate. Are, am I too far removed from the fact that we can't do a, a show you- about rescuing independent wrestling. <laughs> or, yeah, that would be great. Or a show about the death of territories. Like, just watch the last year of a territory. Yeah. <laughs> and dice well, no, the no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to see the death. I, I don't even like talking about that. Oh, I'd like to see great. how can we, like, get together and... I mean, me, me, and another person that I, um, that I, that I'm great friends with. We had an idea years ago where we were going to do this whole entire thing about a reality show about a wrestler who had to go be booked on all these independent shows. Or it's about a bunch of wrestlers, and then they were in a van. And then at the end of the show, one of the guys would get picked to be um, a WWE superstar. And do you know who the guy was that we picked, that we wrote the show for? Who? That stupid guy who's on, like, um, I don't know, NXT. Robbie. Robbie. I don't know what his name is. He was Robbie Eagle. Robbie Echoes? Yeah. Oh, Robert Stone. Yeah, it was him. 
Like we wrote this show and we pitched it, we pitched it to a TV show and everything. And they were all like gung ho, but for some reason the money just fell out behind it. But we're like, dude, we had this show about we'll take a bunch of guys, put them in a van, right, Aaron? We'll we'll put them in a van, we'll drive them around, we'll get them booked on a, on a whole bunch of shows. And somebody will stand out every show, right? And then after that, we'll get them booked. I mean, I think I think our payoff was um, a New Japan contract that we didn't even fucking know we could even do. <laughs> but is is that not a bad idea? No, it actually sounds interesting. I'll be honest. Yeah, let's make it happen, man. I also do like Nate's idea, just watching the last year of a company just fucking crash. <laughs> I like that idea. Like 1993 USWA. Mm. Watching that. That's oh, the gosh. best wrestling ever. March 2000 to March 2001 WCW. <laughs> Ouch. I don't want to relive that. Dude, I'd much rather relive the USWA. <laughs> I mean, Reggie be fine. <clears throat> Nineteen, what, Chad? What was that guy that was teaming with uh, Brian Christopher? What was that, Mike Miller? Oh, that was the guy from Portland. That's where he brought the Portland guys in. Like he had a little like leather hat, a little out, little leather outfit. I mean, are you not familiar with Portland? Yeah, I, yeah. Apparently not. Um, <laughs> well, that's the stuff of it, but they they brought in uh, they brought in Mike Miller and that blonde hair guy. I can't remember his name, but he was the baby face guy. Um, they brought him in too at the same time, and he was the top baby face. I mean, that's what Memphis was just fucking. I mean, come on. Mid '87 to mid '88, world class. Oof, that's even worse. <laughs> when they're when they're at the fucking rodeo and shit. God damn it. Yeah. Honestly, I I I, I might I might want to bet that the USWA was worse than that. Hmm. Because at least at the at the USWA like world class, you said rodeo. Yeah, that was guaranteed money. <laughs> right, that was at least they were getting a a whole bunch of money from some fucking mark that didn't know shit from Shinola, and he was paying these fucking hand bones to fucking you know do a show, and they made out. Aaron, give but us in a Memphis, rap. they didn't make shit. Aaron, give us a wrap on this WCW show. Okay, I'll give a wrap on that, but if you guys want to keep talking, that's cool. Um, in this match, um, like I said, the match was going on. Uh, Pac and Flair start. Um, uh, Green and Mongo, or, or Green flips off Mongo, and it, it, like he's involved in it. Um, then Hall ends up demanding Roddy Piper. Um, 
the match is pretty lame. Um, Piper ends up punching the ref and knocking him out, and the ref was Randy Anderson. Randy Anderson takes his bump, which brings out Nick Patrick, and they're, um, the commentators are talking about whether or not Nick Patrick is going to side with the NWO or not, and he doesn't, and then Ric Flair gets the figure four on um, Scott Hall. Piper gets um, the sleeper hold on Kevin Nash and Kevin Green sends X-Pac and all of them um, losing or something one, two, three or tapping out to Ric Flair, Roddy Piper and Kevin Green and that's how the match ends. No, basically it was tapping out to Kevin Green. Yeah. But that company was not going to acknowledge Ric Flair, Roddy Piper. You know what I mean? They they weren't doing that. It was Kevin Green, this big fucking hand bone that plays football. All right. And that's it's a one time deal, right? Well, Green comes back a couple times later, but for the most part, this was like a kind of a um a one-off for it. For that, yeah, of course. <clears throat> and then there is a... Um, that's not the end of the show for me. Because Jesus Christ. Was, no, no, <laughs> shut up. Um, WCW, WCW, when they would end their pay-per-views, they'd have credits. Okay. Good lord, you're reading the fucking credits? <laughs> I'm reading the fucking the credits. Best, the best the boy grip. <laughs> you I don't even know who said that, that, but the poly grip, the key grip. I'll tell you a story right now. When I was in WCW, I was backstage with um the hustler. Uh, what's his name? Rogers. He's a and he looked at me and he goes, what the fuck are you? And I said, I'm a wrestler. And he said, well, you know, whatever, whatever. And, and then I looked at him and I just said, look, I'm a fucking, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a wrestler. I'm a key. I'm a fucking, I'm, I, I'm a key grip. I'm a, I do, I'm a poly. I do all this shit. And then he looked at me and he, he goes, you know what? You know what you're talking about. But I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I just said it from the guy that I just met, like, down the hall. Like, well, you might have met walking. some. You know what I mean? You might have met some of these guys. Yeah, the I'm a key grip. I'm a poly grip. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I got, I got, you know, my, my false teeth are, are, are faceted in. <laughs> if you want to see them. <laughs> well, these are some of the credits for Slambery '97. Uh, the Steady Cam was operated by Snake. Yeah, crickets. I don't know who Snake is. Well, he operated the Steady Cam. 
Definitely wasn't Jake the Jake the Snake. No. No, right. That's not there would never be a steady cam. It wouldn't be a steady cam by Jake Roberts. No, it wouldn't be steady. He just pissed on it. The production the production runner was Buzz. Jesus. And then the steering the steering tech. The steering rig or the steering jack? She says steering tech was Homer Adcock. Oh yeah, oh, Homer. I mean, I remember, I remember him. <laughs> we we went way back. He used Chad's to wash my old, cars in the seventies. Chad's old buddy, Homer. Homer Adcock. Of course. How can you? How can you forget Homer? I think I got him his job there. I called. I called the office. I said I got this guy. You know he can. He could. He could shine a car. You know it's back when WCW was just hiring everybody. And they hired Who Homer, Homer Adcock. That's the next one. That's all I got. That's all you got? I got Snake, Buzz, and Homer Adcock. Oh, are you, t- are you talking about job guys that never made it? That you don't... Oh, how about the Gemini twins? <laughs> the um, yeah, the Johnsons, I, mean, I think, is what the Jack's talking about. I mean, do you, do, you need, do you need me to come up with names of guys that never made it in the wrestling business that you want to no. do a bit about? Uh, those were some. Those were the names that popped off to me in the credits: Snake, Buzz, and Homer Edcock. Anybody on the ECW, <laughs> um, the, you know, the after show thing, you read it and just go, "Oh, they're all fake." I want to believe that Homer Edcock is a real person. Yeah, so do I. He probably was in Five Star Wrestling <laughs> with Jeff Farmer. Yep. You know, he, he was down there. He was down there honing his skills. The fuck you got going on over there? My granddaughter. The granddaughter? Yeah. Doesn't she know you're doing a show? <laughs> Tell her to pipe it down. Jesus Christ Almighty! <laughs> America. When I told her that, she said Chad who, and I didn't know how to explain it to her. She's three. Was it's Archie's granddaughter? Yes. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> Just tell her to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We we don't have time for this. <laughs> That's right. We got to talk about Homer Adcock. Oh fuck! Good shit, pal. Oh yeah. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and close out this show. I can't believe we're gonna do this yeah, because it's been a fucking. 
Woo. Rocket ride. It's been a tremendous train wreck. And um, I want to thank all of you guys for being on there or being on this show. Archie, thanks for coming <clears throat> to the end. Uh, Mark Brew, Nate, Chad, thank you guys for listening to me ramble on about this fucking Slamboree 97 show and also making it making this the funniest and most entertaining year that we've dot 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 episode that we've recorded so far. Uh, so if you guys have anything you want to hype at the end of it, go ahead. You go first. I don't know. Who's going to go first? Archie and Mitchell? No, we're going to let Nate go first. I mean, I could say check out any of the shows here on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast. Reliving the Extreme, if you smell what the arch is cooking. Mark's Indie Spotlight. I can't figure it out. All the other shows. We have too many. I can't keep track anymore. But um, thank you to all these guys for being amazing performers on all the shows. I appreciate you guys every single every single week. And that's all I got. Thank you to the listeners for supporting us as well. All right, Archie, you're next. I would like to invite everybody to the next episode of the We Can't Wrestle podcast, where you will bear witness and listen to the public trivia execution of one Chad Austin. Oh, come on. Chad, I promise you, I will walk out as the winner, no matter what you try to do, no matter what you try to say, no matter what tidbit of knowledge you have in that brain of yours. You, my friend, will be laying on your back just as you did your entire career. Do you know what I'm doing right now, Archie Mitchell? You're listening to crickets, which is what you've been doing your entire career. I'm peeing out my lattice fence because I'm I'm thinking about your your preposterous um, and I'm just pissing on it. Yeah. I mean, I can say whatever you want. But I just urinated right over your whole entire spiel. Better to be pissed off than pissed on. Anyway, whatever. You're not going to beat me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, care to make a bet? Should we make a friendly wager? Sure. I mean, (laughs) name your price. My price is you change your name. <laughs> whatever I clip, whatever I come up with. Sounds good. My price is you shave your head. I, oh. I, I already have a shaved head. <laughs> no, completely. We're going to go full on ice cold chat, Austin. Didn't you ever see? Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's not killing me. <laughs> Uh, okay, what's my wife going to do? Leave me? <laughs> uh, hey, Jess, give me two weeks. I'll have hair. <laughs> I'll have um, hair. I'm pissing off my last. <laughs> yes, he had to mention the title. He was pissing off his head. <laughs> <laughs> Me. God damn, that was funny. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I got it. Uh, I, I, I appreciate it because I've done that so many times <laughs> myself. 
Uh, connected on a different level for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have so much in common. Did we just become oh, best yeah. friends? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pork That's ham and so shoulder. <laughs> All right. I think Mark's next. <laughs> Check out my my episode <laughs> on Saturday with Quadzilla. Uh, um. Yeah, good shit. Uh, I'm not going to ramble on because I (laughs) did that enough for us this entire episode and Aaron. So, Mark's like, I ain't following this shit. (laughs) No, I'm not pissing off a lattice fence. Right. (laughs) That was fun shit. Nate's pooping. (laughs) But is he pooping off a lattice fence? I hope not. I hope not, yeah. right? <laughs> Only on Wednesdays. You got your name of your of your episode, Aaron, the Lattice Fence. Marie <laughs> the Lattice Fence. Kendall's gonna be like, Why is the roses growing so great right here? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> wow. It's oh, like, because my fertile turtle made that happen. <laughs> Your fertile turtle. Oh, God. That's what you came up with. <laughs> Have you ever done stand-up comedy before? No. Okay. I Clearly, I can see that. I can't talk okay. in front of people. Yeah. Unless they're on the screen. (laughs) Yeah. Nate's fertile turtle. (laughs) I would love to see Archie do it. Do what? Stand up comedy? Archie Archie does sit down comedy. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I prefer to sit. Looks like it does hand to mouth comedy. Archie's like, if I can't recline, nobody's laughing. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm proud of it. <laughs> we funny, buddy. <laughs> Life's too short to be uncomfortable. Exactly. <laughs> you make that a shirt. Dude, you, you guys are brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and the last person that we're going to ask if they have anything to plug is Chad. Everybody knows where to find me. What am I? I'm I'm Chabu what 3018 on on the Yahoo. I don't know what it is. Twitter? I don't know what it is. You tell you tell me what it is. I don't follow now I don't follow any of you people. <laughs> I mean my name on Facebook is what? Chad Austin Demira. That's your name on Twitter. Chad Austin Amara on Twitter. Chad Austin on Facebook. Chad's yeah, I mean, vid- Chad's video vault. Oh, I don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, Charlie. I haven't been upstairs in weeks to go through to get any, <laughs> do any tables. Don't be driving any traffic my way yet. I'm not Brian Trammell over here. I'm not trying to drum up business. I'm okay. What? You said you got a special running this week? 
I could I could have one if I wanted to, but I don't want to. That would mean I would have to spend time up there. But all right, guys. Like I said, I want to thank everybody for joining me on the show today and the, like, ten people that listen to this. And um, next week we'll be rolling into the... Monday Night Wars of May 19th, 1997. You mean the ones I watched already, like two weeks ago when you told me the wrong date? All right, shut up, dude. He's he's pitching the fucking next show, you dumb dumb. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? What are you, Bobby? Well, I figured since you talked for two hours, I should get in five minutes. Look, rambling well, on for two hours. Well, give him a second. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I will be able to understand what someone's saying because you can grab it on this Let him go ahead, Aaron. Oh my This is one of the greatest podcasts. This, <laughs> this should have been a fucking hour show, and we're two hours in. This was fucking great. Balls, <clears throat> baby. Yeah. Like. Anyway, yeah, Archie fucking Mitchell. What the fuck? Jesus. Like I said, I enjoy all of these guys joining me today. These are my buddies, and I appreciate you guys being on the show with me. And I enjoy everybody that's anybody that's listening. And next week we will be going into oh, uh, Timey Cairo's basement. Oh. Oh, we're not going to the Tommy Cairo's basement. We're not going to Tommy Cairo's basement. I don't want to go in Tommy Cairo's basement. Oh, it's full. It's full of rotten peaches and fresh fruit. I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, just just rotten peaches and desperation. So what? So what you're saying, Nate, is we're getting there. He's on the wrong show. <laughs> he has been half of this fucking show. I know. But anyway, we're going to go into Reliving the Extreme on Friday. That's what I'm doing. No, you're doing my show right now. Oh, yeah. Archie you Mitchell? <laughs> That's right. Tremendous. He said Nitro? What about all the sparklers? They they spend a lot of money in those and then and then and that and that sparkler stuff. And then what about Ultimo Dragon? Was he on the show? Fuck, yeah. that was the first thing we talked that was, about. That was earlier. Yes. Now, what, I'm, what I'm gonna say is listen to the We Can't Wrestle podcast, which is great. And then also listen to the Reliving the Extreme podcast, which is the greatest show <laughs> you can hear. And then coming up in the year that was dot, 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 which you guys are listening to right now, comes back, we will be, we will be, Revisiting the Monday Night Wars 
from May 19th, 1997. And hopefully all of these guys join me again when we do that. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining in and recording with me today. And I appreciate it. And thank you. And have a good night, everybody.